to Bad Thought Therapy. I am Shri Hardy, and I truly appreciate you tuning in. It is a beautiful Sunday here where I am. It is cool, very cool. Um, I am a native Floridian, so if it gets below 70, I start to feel that cool air, but it's so beautiful. And as I mentioned before, here in Atlanta, you get to see the beautiful changing of seasons and the trees and the autumn leaves. All of that is so beautiful here. So I want, I hope that you are experiencing warmth, not just physical warmth, but the warmth of love and peace and joy and all of those wonderful things, your health, prosperity, everything good. And so today I'm going to be reading a psalm. That is one of the things that I am committed to doing is reading all of the 150 psalms in the Bible. A psalm is a sacred song or poem, and you can find them in many places, but I'm going to be reading them from the Holy Bible. And today I'm going to read Psalm 30 from the New International Version of the Bible. Um, And the reason why I'm doing this, and I've said this before, Bad Thought Therapy is all about you learning ways to heal your bad thoughts, removing your bad thoughts, um, restoring your mind, and, and just having a better life because everything first begins with how we think, what mindset we have. It all begins there. It begins in our heads. And over and over and over again, you'll you'll hear people say when they you know they had a good thought about something and they acted on it. Or you you've heard this before too, unfortunately, where people had dark and evil and bad thoughts and they acted on those too. And so what I want every human being to understand is that while we may not control what thoughts seem to pop up in our minds. We can control what thoughts stay there. We do not have to act on a thought. We do not, if something tells us to do something crazy or wrong or bad or evil, you don't have to do it. And the metaphor that I often use is like, think about a television. You cut it on, you cut it off. You control what images or what video is going to play on that television. And your mind is just like this. And you have to try this to believe it. You have to try it to know that it is true, that it is a fact. And many times what I'm so concerned about is people, you know, who are in positions of influence, you know, they'll say, oh, you can't do this or you you can't do that or that's not right or that's wrong. And if you don't, if you believe that and it's wrong, then you can't get healed. You can't be free. And you have to always do another metaphor I use. You have to try it to know that it's true. Yesterday, we had an event at my place of business. And the woman who had some food there and she had some cake in there. And I could have told anybody, oh, this cake is so good. Because I'd already tasted her cakes. And the only way everybody else would know that her cakes were, are good is that they would have had to try a slice. And so when I tell you that your mind is like a television and you are the remote control, your consciousness, your awareness, you control if you're going to let something play in your mind over and over again. 
you control if you're going to say no stop and i'm going to you're going to press the stop button and you're not going to let that image or that that you know whatever play in your mind or you're going to go back to the past you're going to rewind and think about things that happened in the past or you can try to imagine things happening in the future you control what imagery is in your mind you control that and that's what i want you to start to realize and start to practice this so we all have different thoughts we all have bad thoughts we all have good thoughts don't let anybody fool you you all have crazy thoughts you're like where in the world did this thought come from but everybody does not act on their bad thoughts and their crazy thoughts and their evil thoughts everybody doesn't act on them you know why because they choose not to let those thoughts feed those thoughts and let those thoughts be played out in their mind it's it's, it's you simply saying no when I, I i use this example when i first started doing this is when as a teacher and that's going to be another episode i would be in these faculty meetings and i remember just thinking these are so negative we would always have faculty meetings at the end of the day and i'm not saying that the administrators were trying to be negative or that they were bad people i don't want anybody to think that but it just seemed like we were not talking about the right things and so i would be in those meetings and at the end of the day i was exhausted i had tried my best to be a good teacher dedicated teacher give everything i had to the students but then the meeting was kind of about like you know teachers are the bad guys you know we're the we cause all the problems in the world which is totally um unreasonable and false and wrong but anyway i started changing the channel so i would be in the meeting but in my mind i was imagining myself in a beautiful place i always want to travel to senegal which is west africa where there's a pink lake so i would kind of just imagine myself being in Senegal looking at the pink lake with someone that I really love and care about that's what I would imagine or I would imagine myself walking on the beach I just just and I'm telling you I got so good at this that I would walk out the meetings happy I remember we started having meetings in the morning and we would have what these somebody I don't know who came up with this idea but a debriefing meeting in the morning time so instead of me getting in my be planning in my room we'd be in these meetings and maybe that was a whole psychological thing okay we have the meeting they got to get there earlier you know i don't know what they were thinking but anyway whatever they were thinking it wasn't working i had tuned out so well that when my one time we were in a meeting and my assistant principal he called on me to ask me something and i didn't even i said oh I'm, forgive me i had to ask for forgiveness i said i'm sorry i was just thinking about um something else and i got out of it and i just decided that i wasn't going to be thinking about whatever they were talking about it's that powerful how many times have i and i know you might have done this too where we had a memory from the past it could be a good memory that we recall and we let it play out in our minds and the nostalgia the feeling that we had at that moment we remember it and we cherish it and the same is true for negative thoughts your life will change when you change your thoughts bad thoughts do not have to have a home in your mind and in you you can have them but you can't let them just rest there you have to know the techniques 
and one of them is what I call channeling. I don't know if this, there's a, a psychological word that you use. I call it channeling. You change the channel. You decide, I'm not going to think about that moment when this bad thing happened to me. I'm going to think about this moment today, or I'm going to think about my child. I'm going to think about my spouse or a parent or a sibling. I'm going to think about when I took that trip to Jamaica. You have to have something else to think about other than the bad thought. And this is why I emphasize over and over again, creating good memories. I joke about this as a business owner. I don't make a lot of money, but I make a lot of good memories. And that's what you have to do. Life is about memories. This is something I used to teach my daughter when she was younger and she thanks me for this day. You have to create good memories because life does have very painful experiences, disappointing experiences, frustration, rejection. All of those things become a part of our memory. And so you have to have something else to think about. You have to have more good memories than bad in order to be strong and mentally healthy. And so how do you replace bad memories and bad thoughts? You create new good ones. It's possible every day of your life, you have, if you have breath and you're listening to me now, you have an opportunity to create a new good memory for yourself. And that is what is stored in your minds and your thought bank. That's another deposit in your the bank of your thoughts that you can pull from and you can view that when a bad thought is, is, is coming up, some bad memory or some experience that you had that was unpleasant. That is how, that's one of the ways. There are other ways, but that is just one. So I just wanted to remind you why I do bad thought therapy. It is because I know from firsthand experience that your bad thoughts do not have to dominate your mind. They don't have to be amplified. They're going to be there. You can't, as a human being, you can't totally evade not having a negative or bad thought. But what you can do, you can make a decision. And it is a decision that I'm not going to replay bad thoughts in my mind over and over and over again. And I've been in conversations with a few people who they, you know, they've had some bad things happen to them. And when you're talking to them, clearly those thoughts are at the, you know, that's what they've been playing out because that's what they're talking about. Because you talk about what's in your mind and what's in your heart. And so it lets me know that they have spent too much time on those negative thoughts. And yes, There are times when you need to remember bad things. Let me go back just for a second. Let me pause just for a second before I read Psalm 30. Um, You have to sometimes remember in order to make sure you never go back to certain bad things. And this is when you can go back when your thoughts are healed. When you go back and you understand and you have to, while you're going back, you have to remember it's, it's over. You cannot undo the past. It's not happening now. Sometimes you can go back into a situation and you can actually have the physiological effects of that memory again because that memory can be so bad and dark. But you can go back, you can allow yourself to remember and allow yourself to think about that moment because you have to understand, though, it is over. It's no longer happening. 
and it cannot be undone and it cannot be reversed. And what can you learn? If you survived it, if you made it past that moment, what life lesson can you learn from that experience, from that memory? How can you be a better person because of that? How can you help somebody else because of your experience and the memory of your experience? Then you're able to use bad thoughts. This is when you get real healed. When you get real healed, you can use those bad thoughts and the memories of painful experiences to be empowering to somebody else. Because you can tell them, hey, this is how I got over this. This is how I dealt through this. I'm here as not only a survivor, but a thriver. And I meet people like that. I meet people. I met uh, someone who is a breast cancer. I'm going to call her a thriver. Someone who was on the brink of death. And she remembered. But she also used the memory and the power of her thoughts to think about her grandson. Her grandchild, she had one grandson, and to help, and she kept thinking about him and imagining herself doing activities with her grandson. And from that, she is doing things with her grandson. And that is the power when you can press that play button or that fast forward button and imagine yourself. So I'm going to get into this a little bit more, but I want to make sure that I keep um, my psalms a little short and sweet. I'm going to do some short and sweets too. Um, I told you about these short and sweets that I get texting me every morning, and I'm going to do a whole bunch of them and just release them one day at a time. So here is Psalm 30, and this is from the New International Version of the Bible. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What gain is there in my destruction, in my going down into the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Wow, that is such a powerful psalm, and um, we have nothing to lose by crying out to him. I've said this before, but you have to open your mind and your heart for this. God always answers prayer. He either is going to change you or he's going to change your situation. I will say that again. God always answers our prayers. He either changes us or he changes the situation. 
he calms the storm or he will calm his child. Either way, the prayer is answered. I know from firsthand experience where God has removed something from my life that I needed removed or he has put something in my life that I needed placed there or there were times when he didn't change my circumstance but he changed me I cannot even I don't even know how to explain it it's really inexplicable that you can be going through the same thing every day but he changes your mindset because we are not just physical beings we are spiritual beings and God is a spirit and when you tap into him your spiritual connect that spiritual connection gives you something on the inside that is intangible that cannot be seen and not be felt physically but you but spiritually you're changed you're a different person you have a different outlook and you get up every morning and you might just take one day at a time, sometimes during the day, you might take one hour at a time, but God will get you through. Why isn't life perfect? I do not know. Why do we go through painful experiences? Don't let anybody try to explain it to you because you get 500 different answers if you ask 500 different people. But let's just say life, whatever it is, is going to be beautiful because you are leaning and trusting on the Lord. Again, you have nothing to lose. I saw something um, very disturbing, and I just, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was a video clip of people from the entertainment business, different actors and actresses and singers and people, different anybody from the entertainment business talking about um, their atheism, not believing in God are their agnosticism and, and it was just really kind of disturbing because one person was like his mother lied to him and told him that God was real and he's not and anybody and I thought to myself this person is breathing and he's going to find out he does not control that breath but that breath is because of a spirit force that those of us who speak English call God people call him different names depending on his the language that they speak we're talking about the one who made the sun and the moon and the planets and the stars. And it is irrefutable that something is greater than man. When you think about the oceans and just think about all the fishes and, you know, the word fish is it can be plural and singular. But when you're talking about different kinds of fish, you can use the word fishes. All the fishes in the sea. You that are known and some that are unknown. You cannot deny that there is something greater than us and that we call him God. And I was just so disturbed. And I'm, I'm here to tell you guys, you know he's real. And if you're a person that just wants to have your way, you will be bitter in life because we're not going to have our way. And I am not the one to try to explain it. But it doesn't mean that God is less great or less good because our lives don't play out the way we think they ought to play out. Now, one thing I've learned is that I have very limited vision. I cannot see but so far. And I can only hear so far. But God has no limitations. He is infinite. He hears everything. He sees everything. He knows what is good for you. And I was just telling someone the other day about my business, and I was like, you know what? 
if something happened and we, you know, we had to move or whenever we do have to move, I'm not worried because I don't know what God is protecting me from. I, I, he, I, there could be something going on that I don't even see or understand, but that's what you got to do. You got to surrender. You got to say, God, I just trust you. I didn't make myself and I, I, I don't control this thing. I don't run this ship. <laughs> this is your ship. And I surrender to you, Captain the captain of my soul i surrender to you and i'm going you can speak to me and and you got to get quiet to listen got to get quiet i'm going in after this if i do a couple episodes and i'm getting in my quiet time for listening and you got to take that time and he will speak to you i will not be doing a podcast just telling people things just lying to people just 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 saying something to say something because I don't make any money from this podcast. I'm telling you this because it is true. And I know that there is nothing more important than the state of your soul. Your soul. Which truly, truly belongs to God. And that is more important than anything. And as, as we know from the teaching in the Holy Bible, the Messiah said, What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. That's her too. What what do you gain? You get all this stuff. You get money. You get material things. And then you're you you're going to leave this earth, and you're not going to take a U-Haul and bring all that with you. And your soul is lost. Do not believe these liars who tell you that God is not real. He is real. He is real, and if you open your heart and open your mind to feel him, you will, I assure you. When the wind blows, we feel the physical presence of wind. But the truth be told, we don't know, we don't see wind. We don't know when it's coming from the north or from the south or from the east or the west, but we know that it's there. Open your heart and your mind to feel his presence. And he is there. And believe it or not, he loves you. And I, again, I'm not the one to try to explain away why bad things happen. You know, it seems like good people, unfortunate things. I do know this, though. This is one thing I can tell you. Is that God is not a gangster. He doesn't hold us. You know, gangsters will go in and they'll put a gun to your face or a knife to your throat and try to make you do something. That's not how God works. God is a gentleman. He opens the door and he says, come on in. And he doesn't force you to come in. And so the reason why, one thing I will say, the world is the way it is because men have turned away from God. I'm not talking about religion. I have to emphasize that every time I say this because religion is a specific set of practices and how to do things or how not to do things. And it's man-centered relationship is God-centered, just going to God. And he will tell you what is right and wrong for you to do. He will show you who to listen to and who not to listen to, where to go and not to go. Yes, religion can be good and it, it can help you get closer to God, but every day on the news, all day, every day, somewhere, there is some religious leader who is doing something that is straight from the pits of hell. So your religion can't be man-centered. It has to be 
if, if, if anybody is in a religious position, a position of religious authority, and they're not directing you back to God, that's your that's a number one red. Flag. I gotta do a podcast on that red flags. How you know you're not in the right religious organization because it should be pointing you back to the Creator of the Son. That's what I want you to understand that God is real, and He will have mercy upon you. And you don't have to understand it because if your soul is right with him and you are cut this, he's a spirit. So you connect them spiritually. All is well. Hang in there. Hold on to his hand and do not let go. I'm a witness. And some nights, yes, I talk to him all night and cry all night. I'm hanging on. And I'm telling you, joy, as this scripture said, joy comes in the morning. It does not last. It says, weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. What does that mean? You're going to have bad moments, but those moments don't last for infinity. They don't last forever. At some point after a storm, the sun is going to come out at some point. No storm since the beginning of time has lasted and never stopped. The storm is going to stop. And your storm is going to stop. Believe. As it said in Psalm 30, verse 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Peace and abundant blessings to you. May you and your family be well today and always. I'm Cherie Hardy, and this is Bad Thought Therapy. Thank you for listening. Take care.